Hi, this is Justin Sosa, and welcome to Hangfire, a Rolling Stones podcast. Enigmatic, gregarious, guarded, ladies' man. No, this isn't the headline to my online dating profile. These are some of the labels put on Mick Jagger, the one and only lead singer of the Rolling Stones. Whether you have the moves like Jagger or can sing every note of Beasts of Burden in the shower, there's a little bit of Mick Jagger in all of us. And, as we'll discover today, there are many Mick Jaggers in Mick Jagger. I do not wish to win a word of pity from anyone. All I ask is that my story be considered. If my lips can teach the public that men are made mad by bad treatment, then my life will not be entirely thrown away. Uh, buongiorno. Um, can I use the phone, super play? Uh, telefono. Uh, don't you speak Spanish? Uh, a telefono. Telefono. Si. Quietos cruzeiro. Oh, um, yeah. I don't have any money, actually. Uh, I'm uh, Mick Jagger. Uh, Mickey. Mickey Jagiro. Mickey. Why, Victor, who do you think you're talking to? I know who I'm talking to, Mark. An asshole. Those are some of the film roles that Mick has starred in over the years. Nothing major to make him run off to Hollywood and quit his day job, though. At the end of the day, it seemed that fans knew something that Jagger appeared not to realize himself. There were enough acting roles to satisfy Laurence Olivier just within the music of the Rolling Stones. Mick himself would probably wince at that statement. After all, his natural tendency to find new challenges and never stay in one place is precisely the reason the Rolling Stones have endured for more than 60 mother years. Mick is the consummate actor, a jack-of-all-trades, easily the most charismatic chameleon ever to stand in front of a microphone, the T-1000 of rock. Sorry, a Terminator 2 reference. Mick is aware of this to a certain degree, he himself has stated that performing is very much assuming a role, much like any actor on stage. But songwriters have an advantage over actors, since songwriters can personally create their next role at any time. For songwriters, there is a continuous flow of opportunities. Not so as an actor. The next gig is never guaranteed, but there is always work when you're a songwriter. Jagger took advantage of this and gave himself a new identity on nearly every track he laid vocals on. On this episode of Hangfire, we will take a tour of Mick Jagger's long cast of characters. Come along. There are so many people I'd like you to meet. Where else to start but at the very beginning? The Roots. How an English kid from Dartford, England, re-sculpted himself to sound like a blues man from Chicago is beyond me. The origins of this character would leave an indelible mark on his performances for the rest of his life. The blues serves as a vital ingredient in Mick's musical repertoire, deeply ingrained in his artistic kitchen. From a young age, Mick became enthralled by the allure of this exotic music pouring in from across the Atlantic. Going by these early performances, 
it's clear that much of this music made a permanent impact. In this Slim Harpo classic, I'm a King Bee, listen to Mick contort these words, giving each syllable a wonderful slant in sound. It sounds easy, but it ain't. Mick pulls it off masterfully in this sly and teasing performance. You might want to tell the kids to cover their ears for this one. Well, I'm a king bee Buzzing around your hive Well, I'm a king bee, baby Buzzing around your hive Yeah, I can make honey, baby Let me come inside as we continue to browse Mick's wall of masks, we find the flip side of the weathered blues man, the soul man ripping his heart out open for you. This side of Mick Jagger is entrancing. His ability to dig deep and to bear out the biggest of emotions and spill them all over the stage is captivating. In That's How Strong My Love Is, Mick reveals to us more of his musical textbooks, connecting the dots on what he's studied so far. Originally penned and recorded by O.V. Wright, but popularized by the legendary Otis Redding, Jagger channels the essence of these soul giants, delivering one of his most emotive performances in the Stones catalog. I'll be the moon when the sun go down To let you know I'm still around That's how strong my love is, baby That's how strong Okay, the musical foundation has been set. Now let's have some fun. Let's head over to Mick's apartment on the 99th floor of his block on the classic Get Off My Cloud. Listen here as Mick the Maniac spits out every word at a frantic speed in competition with Charlie Watts, both in a race on who can outpace the other. This is a vocal packed with attitude. Couple that with the fantastical imagery. This is one for the books. Get a load of this. In Sympathy for the Devil, Jagger puts on a much different mask. From the perspective of the Prince of Darkness, Jagger reveals another side of this shadowy figure. This track captures some of Jagger's most exceptional work, both as a vocalist and a writer. Here is Mick at his absolute slinkiest. Listen closely as each word slides through his lips like the snake tempting Eve. Please allow me to introduce myself I'm a man of wealth and taste I've been around for a long, long year Stole many a man's sort of faith I was around when Jesus Christ Had his moment of doubt and pain Made damn sure the 
Let's keep moving, shall we? Mick is a versatile guy, the Gary Oldman of rock. Well, Mick, here, put on this cowboy hat. Get your boots on. We're going down south. Don't you want to go? Hold on to your lassos, folks. Here's Mick, the cowboy. Here in Dead Flowers, he moves the placement of his voice to the front, extends his throat so we get all tone in his voice. This is what I like to call an honest performance. After all, that is what country music is all about. Honesty. Listen to how Mick uses his voice to bend those vowels in all the right ways. Well, when you're sitting there in your silk upholstered chair, sing it, Mick. Talking to some rich There's probably no better stage for Mick's cast of characters than the 1978 album, Some Girls. This album, for me, is Mick Jagger's Dr. Strangelove. Okay, sorry with all the old movie references. Um, This is Mick Jagger's Coming to America, or Austin Powers? Okay, I don't think that's any better. Movies where an actor plays multiple roles. That's my point. For me, no other album really showcases such a cavalcade of characters in one place, such as Some Girls. Basically a full-time resident of New York City during this period, Jagger soaked up the new music swirling around town, dancing till the late hours at Studio 54 or hiding out at CBGB's to catch the New York Dolls. When it was time to put pen to paper for a new Stones album, voila, the album Some Girls an impressionistic painting of New York City in the late 70s. Along for the ride were a couple new personas he could add to his repertoire. Please say hello and give a nice hangfire podcast welcome to Mick Jagger, the punk rocker. An argument could be made that Mick had a hand in developing punk a decade before. I mean, who was the guy singing all those songs like Get Off My Cloud? That cheeky punk was who everyone fell in love with in the first place. But in 1978, on the album Some Girls, he amps up that character to an nth degree. The song Shattered is probably my personal favorite costume in Mick's closet. Something in his eyes changes when he performs it. It's a frantic and cartoony character that's mesmerizing to take in. This performance leaps right out of the music. It's like a little movie. This isn't too far from a David Byrne persona. I can imagine Mick in his version of an oversized suit singing this song, but instead, he's in tatters. Life's just a party on the street. 
deep down under all this rough exterior is also the romantic. Mick can turn on the tender just as easily as the in-your-face cocky dude we've seen so far. He just lets this guy come out at very specific times. In this fan-favorite track, here is Mick at his most tender. The shift in his voice is clear. He softens his vocal and essentially whispers the song into your ear. In She Smiled Sweetly, Mick is sitting right beside you in this meditative performance where you're hanging on every word. Why do my thoughts bloom so large on me? They seem to stay for day after day And won't disappear, I've tried every way But she smiles sweetly She smiles sweetly Don't worry. Oh, no, no, no. When asked in 2009 how he approaches a new vocal performance, Mick said, I just do it. I just do it as it comes. No other track really drives this premise home than our final song, Emotional Rescue. Emotional Rescue is one of Jagger's most provocative vocal performances and nothing like anything else he's ever recorded. The voice itself, Mick claims, comes from an amalgamation of a few different sources. He name-checks Prince and Don Covey when speaking about this performance. Changing from light to dark, Mick transforms right in front of our ears, in and out of a couple personas all within one song. In one angle, he's the light, floating falsetto that tickles the middle of your ear, almost unrecognizable in this disguise. And then he shifts to this brash dude, confident he'll save you from all your perils. You will be mine, all mine, he says. Hmm, saucy. Or, as the Brits say, cheeky. I'm wiped. That was quite a party. I wasn't expecting to meet all those people. As a card-carrying INFJ, I need to go lie down. We should probably note that the whole time Mick was able to put on and take off these different personas, the rest of the band was right there to support him in each of those costume changes. Mick is only as flexible as the band, which proves what a great team they are. So that was Mick Jagger in the studio constantly evolving and creating new characters, a tour de force of musical inspiration. But what about Mick Jagger on stage? Mick Jagger, unrestricted by a vocal booth in the studio, left to command on stage in front of thousands, is where you see the real magic. Completely untethered, for Mick, the stage is limitless. 
an open field for which he will take up every inch. On stage, Mick is a rock and roll ballerina. Arms flailing, hips swaying, rooster strutting. Jagger uses his body as a paintbrush to add color and texture to the music. As you watch him perform, you become slightly jealous of him. Not because he's on the receiving end of 30,000 people cheering for him. No, it's not that. You watch him closely and you realize, here's a guy completely centered in the moment and allowing the music to move through him in order to take you somewhere else. Or maybe is it to turn you into someone else? Hey, if he can change from song to song, why not you too? When Mick Jagger takes a stage, he transforms into a magnetic force that unleashes the primal instincts lying dormant in all of us. If you look closely while the Rolling Stones are playing a two-hour show, there are tiny moments when Mick ditches the masks. The surest moment to spot it is during the final bows. After exhausting all his characters, Mick stands on stage alongside his bandmates, basking in the culmination of their performance. In that moment, we catch a glimpse of Mick, completely unfiltered. His gaze fixes upon the crowd with an unmistakable air of satisfaction. Mick Jagger is a complicated guy, one that can't be tied down. By the time you get a handle on him, he's already someone else. Who better to know all this than his bandmate for the last six decades, Keith Richards? After all, it was his line when he said, ever meet Mick Jagger? He's a nice bunch of guys. Thanks for joining me today. We'll see you next time on Hangfire, a Rolling Stones podcast.